I want to be strong, to have the flexibility and confidence to play soccer with my kids or volleyball on the beach. I want to feel energetic and spontaneous with my husband. I want my body to feel the freedom to move and enjoy life, to hike Yosemite, surf in Hawaii, bike to the beach, to have fun with friends and not be limited. I want to do things that love my body, to feel and experience all the sensations of life. I want my body to be a force in nature that overcomes difficulty and resistance. I believe in health and wellness and daily consistent exercise. Welcome to the fifth episode of Balanced by Beth. Tiffany right now is a physical therapy student at USC. She's just about ready to finish her three-year doctoral degree. She's extremely educated. I really enjoy working with her. She has a lot of passion. She's very warm. She's very open about her story, which is why I've asked her to come onto this podcast today to talk with me and about her story. So, Tiffany, welcome to Balance by Beth podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you and look forward to kind of talking about your story. Mm-hmm. And let's just start with, so you're married. How mm-hmm. long have you been married? Uh, I think it's been eight months. Very okay. fresh. That's Okay. And uh, Tiffany has been a dancer. She started dancing when she was three years old. Tell us a little bit about that. So, yeah, I started at three and then um, considered doing that professionally for a while. Um, And when I was 17, I sprained my ankle on stage um, during a performance. And that's kind of when I figured, oh, this isn't a career that's going to last. Or if anything bad happens... It's just not a very stable career. So not that I didn't want to keep pursuing it as a hobby, but that's kind of where I changed directions to go more towards PT. Uh, But I still continued dancing all the way up to like last year. Um, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I got a, a bachelor's in dance, but also got a bachelor's in human biology So I ended up taking so many dance classes that I was like, might as well get a a major in it, Mm -hmm. Um, even though that wasn't kind of what I was trying to pursue for my college degree. But yeah, always interested in human biology, anatomy, the movement, how much our body can endure and go through. And then the PT thing came when I injured myself and I was thinking about being a doctor or something in the health science field um, but really enjoyed the interaction I had and the environment I had with my physical therapist and how you could kind of combine this love for the human body and and anatomy and exercise was just seemed like a perfect fit for my whole past with dance and then my love for biology yeah that's wonderful Uh, So today we're going to be talking about the pelvic floor, and our hope today is to be able to talk about it in a way that kind of demystifies it. So I'd like to start with your story. When did you first have, or were you aware of your pelvic floor or have any issues related to that? Uh, Well, actually, when I was a kid, I peed my pants a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was usually with being tickled, laughing too much, 
But I never thought that it was an issue. I thought that was a common thing for people to pee their pants when they're laughing Um, because my grandmother had the same issue. And then even as a dancer in the teenage years, um, when you're having to jump and do these grand jetés and leaps and stuff, I would have a little bit of leakage every time I jumped. And that also was viewed as a normal thing upon, like, with all my other dance friends. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it became a problem um, that I was like, oh, this isn't normal, was um, in college, like, early 20s, um, I would fully urinate because I couldn't hold it to make it to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was like, oh, I... I think I have incontinence and not knowing what to do about it. But it was just like, it became this funny thing with my friends. We would laugh about it like, oh, Tiffany Peter pants again. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> How often it did that happen? Um, it would probably happen like once every other month or mm-hmm. something. And then, of course, like when you're in college, you're drinking and that's an irritant and mm-hmm. it makes you you know, pee easier. So that that obviously contributed a lot to it as well. But there have been times, too, where I wasn't um, intoxicated at all. And mm-hmm. still, um, for example, like there was a time I was driving with my now husband from Vegas and you have to hold your pee for a long time, especially if the, um, the stops are mm-hmm. closed. Um, and I actually peed my pants in the car because I couldn't hold it. Yeah. So, yeah, it just it's it's embarrassing. It's not socially accepted. It's it's something that um, I'm still having a hard time controlling, of course. Uh, but I'm learning more and more about it and what I can do to help. Mm-hmm. So, what are you learning? <laughs> or actually, let's probably start with the pelvic floor, mm-hmm. like what it is. Mm-hmm. Would you like to describe that? I can. Okay. Um, so there's a bunch of muscles down there, basically in the shape of a bowl, um, uh, that kind of are there to, one, support your organs, two, stop you from urinating yourself, and then the third one was for, was it sex? Sex. Sex. Yep. Mm -hmm. That (laughs) Um, is the third one. Yeah, but there's a bunch of different muscles there that kind of all the fibers are going different directions, and they're voluntary muscles, meaning you have control over them, and they respond just like your biceps does to strengthening and to lengthening and stretching and, um, you know, what else? (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. So these are a sling of muscles and they the fibers go in all amazing directions Mm -hmm. that's what is amazing about this area is that these muscles actually uh they can it's like a hammock it's like a circular crisscross yeah crisscross every single direction Mm -hmm. and these muscles surround the area that you pee which would be your urethra they surround your vagina for women, and then they surround your rectum. Mm-hmm. So these muscles can actually um, create problems for people in all three of those areas. Right. And then pelvic floor issues you can present as pain, 
it can present as just weakness. I mean, I was surprised that, you know, even you can have back pain and it might be a weak pelvic floor Mm -hmm. or you might have hip pain or even SI joint pain Mm -hmm. if your pelvic floor isn't strong enough. Right. And then it it is with your breathing, Mm -hmm. the diaphragm. Do you want to talk about that? How the pelvic floor and diaphragm breathing work together? balance each other out so when the diaphragm lowers as you inhale inhale um, the pelvic floor in order to respond to the intra-abdominal pressure that's building within your stomach um, will expand downwards in response to that and then it kind of just flows back and forth Mm -hmm. and as our core unit people don't think uh, the pelvic floor is a really part of the core but it's the bottom of it Mm-hmm. So we have our back muscles, our abdominal muscles, our diaphragm at the top, and the pelvic floor at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of finishes out that cylinder. Mm-hmm. And interesting, like for women who are working out or a dancer or running, mm-hmm. and if you're not allowing your abdominals to expand, you could actually be putting a lot of pressure on yeah. your pelvic floor because mm-hmm. your air has to go somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And if it's not expanding through the abdominals – the pressure, oh, which yeah. I know for me, that's what happens is right. if my abdominals aren't Engaged. supportive or allowed to expand when I take in mm-hmm. a breath. So what are you learning? What would you say you had? a So physical therapy um, can help with uh, if you want So say, for example, you're listening and you might have some pelvic floor issues. You can see a physical therapist who specializes in the pelvic floor. You can choose to have an external exam where you learn how to kind of feel these muscles and to be able to contract them like you would your bicep, Mm -hmm. right? Or you can have an internal exam Mm -hmm. and the therapist will – palpate all these muscles but internally Mm -hmm. so would you like to kind of talk that through for people if they decide to go to a physical therapist and have an internal exam what that might look like yeah sure so I actually had one today yay (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I've had this issue for a long time I have friends who are going the pelvic floor women's health route Um, and so I've asked a lot of questions to kind of see what's going on with me but really to actually know um, doing the internal exam is the best way that they can actually feel those muscles, feel any tension, feel how strong you are down there. Mm -hmm. Um, But it all starts out with like a quick little interview, learning about how long you've had the issue, how serious the issue is, how much it's affecting your life. Talk about a lot of different things like any pain with sex, pain with urination, um, constipation, um, all these different things that can contribute to that area. So first started out with the interview and then we moved on to an external exam. So you take off your clothes from the waist down um, and then basically like when you go to see your gynecologist, you lay down with your legs open and she first checks sensation because sometimes there's um, the nerves down there can be affected. Um, causing sensation loss, and then they check any external tightness. They can check externally. Uh, but for me, I thought that 
the internal exam was what was most really revealing Mm -hmm. about um, myself. So, and I'm sure it could be very awkward for some women, but I mean, you go to a gynecologist and they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So why not have a physical And I think if we're having these kinds of problems. Yeah. You know, to be able to be open, Mm -hmm. literally, to allow (laughs) someone to help us. Right. And that's really good. You Mm -hmm. did this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the internal exam is um, she puts just one one finger um, up the vagina. And then for men who have this issue, they, they will do a rectal exam as well. But it's basically feeling different types of contractions, so how long you can hold it. Um, how strong the contraction is, if you're able to relax, because some people hold a lot of tension in that area and are unable to relax. So I found out about myself today was that I actually do have a muscle internally that is painful and restricted. So the length of it's very, um, it's a lot of tension and tightness um, in Mm -hmm. that area. And she thinks that that's what's causing my issue of endurance and strength and being able to hold a contraction is because these muscles are not in the proper length or position to being to actually contract and hold it because they're too tight. Mm. And I was surprised that I had pain because I don't usually have pain. I mean, sometimes with intercourse, there's pain, but I was surprised that just she could find it and mm-hmm. so quickly and that it was there. And so they do the uh, pressures, pressure points to the areas to get the muscles to relax. And so I thought this whole time, oh, I'm just weak. I need to do kegels. And mm-hmm. that's the solution. And of course, I've tried that, but haven't noticed a difference in my ability to hold a contraction. Uh, so she was telling me today that actually to not start a strengthening program until the muscles and the tissues down there are more in a proper position of length and decreased tension, and then start on a strengthening program to get the endurance. That is really enlightening. Yeah. And really helpful. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) So that internal exam is really helpful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. That is really great. Thank you for sharing that story. Of course. So there are a couple different types of incontinence. So you might hear stress incontinence, which just means you have an involuntary loss of urine when you sneeze or cough or like physical exertion. So jumping. jumping. So like the CrossFit games we've heard about that women, um, when they do the double under, which is a double jump rope, um, women will Uh, pee their pants Mm -hmm. so and an interesting thing crossfit has gotten a lot of attention but that women were normalizing it that it was normal and uh it's really important for us to communicate that it's not normal right there's even a gynecologist in the video saying that it was normal which Mm -hmm. is very hard when someone who's you know respected their opinion because they're professional in that area and they're mm-hmm. they're giving this false information that it's mm-hmm. normal and it is an indication that something is going on mm-hmm. and you you do want to look into it because there's other issues that can happen like a prolapse mm-hmm. because these muscles support our organs so it supports our bladder it supports our uterus 
And if these muscles, if there's something going on, the uterus can actually drop or the bladder can drop. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's significant things that we don't want to have happen. No. no. <laughs> so if you are leaking with sneezing or jumping rope or uh, running, I mean, it is something you do want to look into. And we do want to just let you know that there is hope that there are things that you can do to help this issue. Kegels, well, for example, for Tiffany, aren't something that you want to start right now. Mm -hmm. But for some people, Kegels are something that you might want to start. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Kegels. So I, my story is, so I've had three babies and I decided to go to a trampoline park (laughs) and go jump with my kids. (laughs) And I could jump for about an hour, no problem. I mean, no, nothing going on. The second hour, it was almost like my muscles just gave out. Like it was, so I have some strength because I can run, I can hike, Mm -hmm. I don't have any leakage. Um, But if if I jump for a long period of time, that's where it's bad. Like, and it's sad because now I won't go jump with them for a long. So, I mean, right. you know, at the end of the day, I could say, oh, well, I just can't jump with them. Or I could do something and try to strengthen. Mm-hmm. So I went to see a pelvic floor physical therapist a couple months ago, and she told me that my endurance. So muscle strength is one thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then muscle endurance is your ability to maintain a contraction for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So she wanted me to start working on some kegels. Um, and they actually have been helping me. So kegels are where you're just contracting your pelvic floor around your rectum, vagina, and um, urethra. And you can isolate each muscle, it's possible. But it, um, what I've been doing is just working the whole area together, mm-hmm. trying to do 10 repetitions for 10-second holds. That's what I've been doing. You I mean, can hold it for 10 seconds? Well, I've been working <laughs> on it. No. Like at the beginning, I couldn't. Yeah. But I've been trying to work longer. Um, and I, she recommended 30 a day. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is – it's hard. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a especially lot. Especially for a 10-second hold. Yeah. Because I, I could only do three or four seconds. Yeah. And the normal is 10 seconds. 10 seconds. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they want you at. Okay. To have a healthy pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. To be able to hold for 10 seconds. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm not even close. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing, just this is just me, and I'm not giving any medical advice, but this has been helpful for me. But when you contract for 10 seconds, you always relax for 10 seconds because these extra, these muscles are – it's as important to be able to contract these muscles as it is to relax these muscles. Because right. that's what you need to do to be able to go pee, mm-hmm. to be able to go poop. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even to have sex, you need mm-hmm. to be able – these muscles need to be able to relax. Yeah. So it's equally important to be able to do both mm-hmm. and to spend time – um, doing that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know you actually have a very good USC professor at your school. Yes. Dr. Karajas. Yes. I love him. He, um, I worked with him maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But from his lecture, do you have any notes or any thoughts about what his kind of overall 
thought is about the pelvic floor, anything you learned from him that might be helpful? Trying to think back to his lecture. I know you've had a lot of that. I know. I mean, he sees a lot of males as well. But I guess the main takeaway I'd say that was helpful for everybody to know is just kind of incorporating the pelvic floor with other exercises as well, Um, with squatting, with other any type of exercise that you're doing. Um, to not leave that part mm-hmm. out because it's just it's something that nobody really thinks about mm-hmm. and now that it's becoming more out there to the public um, I think it's important to just know that you you should work on that muscle in coordination with other muscles too so that you're able to um, control and coordinate mm-hmm. and it has a lot to do with the breath that's mm-hmm. one thing that I was really interested in. Yes. And, and that's something that the uh, my friend who I saw today was talking about, too, with diaphragmatic breathing and, and coordinating it with breath. Because I think if you, just breathing, you're activating your pelvic floor. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're really working on a diaphragmatic breathing, mm-hmm. it's going to reflexively activate. Right. right? And it, it's constantly on anyways because of the gravity pulling our organs down towards our pelvic floor. So it's constantly, Hmm. um, there was the fast twitch and slow twitch muscles um, or part of our muscles that are working. So there's a lot more slow twitch. um, The endurance muscles. Yes, Mm -hmm. that are in our pelvic floor versus other muscles don't have as as much slow twitch Hmm. um, because they constantly have to be on to support are Isn't that amazing? Organs. Yeah. Yeah, because if you look at the pelvis, I mean, there is a hole. Like at the bottom. <laughs> a big hole. A big hole. <laughs> For a baby's head to come out yeah. of. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating because gravity is constantly pulling down on us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd think it's it's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, those organs are probably kind of heavy. I don't know. And yeah. then it's just a hole <laughs> right. at the bottom. <laughs> so these muscles are like the sling or the hammock that yeah. holds... All everything in in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then some people are it's gravity is pulling winning winning yeah well thank you for sharing mm-hmm. is there anything else you would want to tell someone who might be dealing with these kinds of issues yeah time? as far as treatment wise a lot of common things that a physical therapist would recommend is um, your diet Mm. and avoiding bladder irritants, so like caffeine, um, citrus, alcohol. All those types of things will irritate your bladder and make it contract, which is going to make it a lot tougher for your pelvic floor to hold in everything that your bladder is trying to get out. Mm -hmm. And retraining your bladder. So the bladder can be retrained, right? Mm -hmm. So you can do like part of it might be just behavioral. So you're just going to go to the bathroom every hour and have like a schedule. So they recommend every two hours. Two hours. That's the normal pace of how often you should urinate, which I do not do. Okay. I actually extend it way more than two hours. Sometimes Hmm. I'll go to my clinical and not pee the whole day. 
Wow. So <laughs> that's another issue that, and I've done that since I was a kid. I would just hold my pee for the for too long, and I think that's what has caused mm. this dysfunction in the muscles mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. And training your nervous system to be calm and not trigger your bladder to mm. say it's okay to pee. But then also when you do feel the urge to it, my friend was saying don't 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 give your bladder what it wants make it you know don't uh, reward it by going pee immediately mm. so retraining it by it has the urge but tell it to wait and then go not to not go and hold it forever but um, just to retrain in that way because mm-hmm. um, there's certain triggers like for me the keys to my apartment once mm-hmm. I'm there my brain knows pee you the have bathroom to, is yeah, near the bathroom's right there yeah um, and that's a trigger for me or mm-hmm. waiting in line um, those types of things so it's it's your nervous system too is is kind of wired mm-hmm. to think to go yeah to relax like yeah. this is the time to relax when right. it's not quite time when you're yet. not ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're not quite there yet yeah but that's good about the irritants mm-hmm. just to investigate your sensitivity so if you're yeah. noticing you're leaking more mm-hmm. after you just drank a beer then that yeah. might be something you might want to just start there right you know versus oh i'm going to do some kegels Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. kind of understanding and listening to your body mm-hmm. right. to be able to do that. And then posture is mm-hmm. a big one. Just to be able to have your body in a position where it can breathe mm-hmm. better. <laughs> and you're not, you know, hunched forward and the diaphragm's having a hard Pushing. time descending and the pelvic floor. But that was an interesting thing just mm-hmm. to be uh, conscious about your posture too. And posture while you're on the toilet. Posture on the toilet is a big deal. Making sure your feet are planted on the floor. Mm -hmm. And that your knees higher than your hips Mm -hmm. when you are going number two is important. That squatty potty. The squatty potty. (laughs) Yeah. There's some really great resources online if you are wanting to, number one, find a practitioner hermanwallace.com they have a website that has certified some physical therapists and you can find practitioners on there and then Julie Weeby, she's a DPT I'll have this all in the show notes but there's some really good resources out there for Mm -hmm. people do you know of any off the top of your head? Resources for a specific PT? Yeah or if someone just wants to understand more Mm -hmm. where would you send them? Um, I would recommend just like looking for the closest women's health clinics because those exist and that's, I mean, they, they work with people with mastectomies and, and other womenly things, mm-hmm. but, but there's usually at a women's health clinic, there will be PTs who, um, strictly see women for our pelvic, pelvic floor issues. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you mm-hmm. for this conversation, and I appreciate you being willing to tell your story because mm-hmm. I do think that takes courage <laughs> and strength, yes. and I really appreciate your compassion that you have for P. 
patience. And I know that is what drives you, is you really desire to have help people connect with their bodies and to help them get better. Mm-hmm. And I just really have enjoyed working with you. And thank you for being on this podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Balanced by Beth is a podcast to inspire women to live strong. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personal medical advice. I'm happy you're here to join me.